Hey everybody, Chris here. Thanks for downloading this episode of Fortress Comic News. Just a quick reminder, if you want to go that extra mile, go to patreon.com slash Fortress Comic News where you can get the amazing Mike and that guy Chris show. $4 a month, that's four episodes, $4. That's $1 an episode, that's awesome. More content from us, and we appreciate you for doing it. Also, at $2 a month, you can get the Bat Friends podcast three days earlier than everybody else. That means you can be ahead of everybody on that one. But if you don't want to, that's fine. We still appreciate you listening. And if you could, go to your iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. Give us a five-star review and leave us a review. It means so much to us. Um, we appreciate everybody for listening, for reviewing, and all that. So I won't take any more of your time. On to the show. And welcome to the Fortress of Comic News, episode 150. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, alongside the marvelous Mr. Mike. Thanks. Wow, that, was, that was a good compliment. Uh, welcome, everyone. Um, just got some crazy news about an hour ago. 2020 is just not off to a good start. If we could just skip ahead to 2021. I don't know if there's a button to press that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, but the the Kobe Bryant, I mean, is a household name, so I don't need to explain who that is, has passed away in a helicopter crash. Him and his daughter. So um, kind of shocking. So, I, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a, a pop culture icon. I mean, he's a household name. I know it's not a basketball podcast, but I felt the need just to just say that. Yeah, and me myself not being a huge basketball fan, but um, there's you know guys that you turn on for whether you're a basketball fan or not, and Kobe was that guy when he was around, right? Um, LeBron's that guy for us now today, but yeah, so some of the things he did was amazing. Obviously, his life isn't without scandal, but um, it was nuts to see that he passed away this morning. Like, I thought it was a joke when I saw it. I thought it was one of those fake news articles from Facebook. Yeah, so um, we might have a pretty quick show today. We won't keep you that long. I did see they did something nice for him uh, just in the Clippers game right now. Uh, whoever got the first tip off with the ball, they they held it for 24 seconds. Uh, they let the shot clock tick down because his number was 24, and I thought that was pretty sweet that they did that. They uh they had some celebrations in the Pro Bowl today too for Kobe and they were talking a lot about him as well but there's a few celebrations for him as well. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we're gonna be seeing a lot more of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, man, life is uh life is fleeting. So hug your loved ones and uh, yeah yeah. Um, so on a little bit more positive note, um, as Tends to happen January. Nobody wants to come in for an interview. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there are interviews scheduled out for uh, the near future, so it's you know it's not that nobody wants to talk to us. It's something about January, early February that like just doesn't work. Yeah, for people, it's, so. <laughs> it's like the first of the year. You know, people are crunching numbers for the budgets and all that stuff, and 
I'd like to think that's the excuse that they do want to talk to us. But I mean, but yeah, I got some cool ones lined up. So yeah, um, some indie people. So uh, at least one that's a Marvel writer. So oh. they are coming, people. And to let everybody know, Chris doesn't even tell me who it is, um, because I can't keep my mouth shut about anything. So he pretty much tells me like the day before, and I'm like, oh my god. Um, because I think because like the I remember we had Rob Venditti on and I just couldn't contain my excitement and it, it, a part <laughs> of it to go behind the scenes is that I've become superstitious about it because mm. there's been a few times we've gotten like huge names who are like right. oh, I'll do it and yeah. I'm all excited about it and I tell everybody and then it's like oh they fell through at the last second or they you know at some point they're just like oh no I can't do it now sorry so. <laughs> so I'm not going to name names, but uh, yeah, that, that's part of it is my superstition that they're just going to like fall through if I tell somebody. Yeah. So when they happen, they happen. But for now, you get just us talking about things and stuff. Um, not a whole lot of news this week, kind of. Uh, but I think we got in a couple weeks. We got uh, Birds of Prey coming out. Anybody's excited about that? Woo! Yep. We'll say that the last trailer we talked about looks, looks pretty good. I keep seeing all this. They turned like uh, I don't know where the Chinese theater is in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They turned it into Harleywood. They for like the weekend they did a whole like event. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's funny to see like uh, young Obi Wan walking around, you know, like with long hair, long like blonde hair. You're just like you and McGregor, man. You <laughs> like it's just weird to see him like that, you know. It's like oh, you think it's Obi Wan, but um, speaking of Obi Wan. We haven't heard much about the show, but uh, we we are told that the uh, it's on hold because the scripts aren't up to par. And frankly, I'm happy about that. Yeah, um, delay it and get it right. Um did post something about like all the dramas bullshit and all this other stuff. So. Um, I would say that probably like there was just things they needed to change timeline wise mm-hmm. and now they're just, you know, putting in those finishing touches, but it looks like, yeah, they're going to be on hold for a little bit. It's honestly though, you and McGregor just needs to grow a beard. That's what the actual delay is. <laughs> he showed up to set and they were like, well, pack it up. We'll see you in two months. <laughs> Nobody told them. They're like, you can't just CGI it on. Like they did DC comics does it with. Henry Cavill, the mustache. They're like, no. If you can get rid of a mustache, you can CGI on a beard. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Disney, you have the technology. Yeah, come on. You, you're creating people You're creating people in movies that aren't even alive anymore. I mean, come on. You can make a CGI beard. <laughs> it can't be out of the scopes of resurrecting the dead. <laughs> they're like, so we have this whole studio of... Uh, you know, visual effects, and they're like, oh, wow, I'm working visual effects on the Obi-Wan show, like, oh, I'm going to create lightsabers and all these Star Wars battles. They're like, no, Jim, uh, your team's working on the beard. <laughs> <laughs> is this my only purpose? Oh, God. The only good part of that is if I was Jim and I was working on the beard, I would put that on my resume for the rest of my life. <laughs> Jim, the guy that worked out the beard. <laughs> You know that you know that beard, Obi Wan. Yeah, that was that was this me. Guy, this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Down to the last follicle, that was me. 
He does a nice vocal. What can I say? He does a nice vocal. Anyways, yeah, so I, I want a good script. Give me a good script. Give me a good show. I mean, the fans have been asking for this show for about a few years now. So if you let them down, I mean, they're going to lose hope. And Ben Ben Kenobi is our last hope, you know. Yeah, and I I get the feeling that we're gonna get a big like Star Wars dump here soon, and um, there's going to be other things coming down the pipeline. So for sure. Um, well, this is I don't know if this is upsetting or not, but you can tell me how you feel about it. Howard the Duck and Tigra and Dazzler Tigra Tigra shows have been canceled by Hulu. Um, the, the sad part about this is the Howard the Duck show was the one that Kevin Smith was helming. Oh, that's right. Maybe, maybe it's going to move to Disney plus or something like that. Uh, it looks like even judging by, um, Kevin's reaction online that it is in fact canceled, canceled because they are doing a, a MODOK show, which they have oh, yeah. a bunch of people for that recently. Right. Um, and that's still going on. And then there was another one. I can't remember what it was. But, uh, yeah, it does look like it's done, which sucks. But <laughs> They're like, they got Kevin Smith's script. They're like, there's a lot of dick jokes in here. <laughs> this might be too many dick jokes for a show about a talking duck. <laughs> now I want to see his original scripts from Masters of the Universe. Right, I know. Why, why is He-Man whipping it out? <laughs> yeah. You gave him a character that only wears a loincloth. Good luck. <laughs> and you also gave him a character that rhymes with fuck. Like, come on. <laughs> You're setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> or success. Or success. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, yeah, we could, we could, uh, well, I, I mean, hey, what a great way to talk about Kevin Smith's latest creation, Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie Correct. that we both have recently seen. Yes. Um, that was just a uh, complete and blatant slap in the face to the entire movie industry of reboots and sequels. Yeah. Um, right from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they were not pulling any punches. Um, but I I mean, as far as like the Jay and Silent Bob universe and stuff, it was a it was an enjoyable movie. Yeah. At, at times, it got a little bit too like eye winky towards the fan base. Right. Yeah. And, and like me being one of the bigger parts, I mean, bigger fans in that fan base, I had times where I was just like, yeah. I, I mean, they're kind of jokes I've seen so many times that. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, I really enjoyed it. Um, definitely not his best uh, Viewisk Universe stuff, but I just I liked the uh, the story he was trying to tell, the whole moral of the you know long lost daughter of Jay mm-hmm. and all that, yep. and then just all the little cameos throughout it, and the even going down to like Iron Bob, yep, and how the Batman or I'm sorry, Bluntman v Chronic trailer went. Yeah, with the movie, that was pretty cool. Yeah, like it was, there was a lot of good. I thought it was a little, it felt rushed, but when I look back, it was like an hour, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, pretty I, well. I feel like in Strikes Back, we spent more time on the road. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and, and that was one of the things I would have personally liked to see more of is like the, the stupid interactions on the road, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the Matt Damon scene. Yeah. Where he talks about, like, a lot of people are curious about what happened to my character in Dogma. <laughs> and he goes on a story about how, like, he becomes Jason Bourne. And I'm like, that's, I'm okay with that. <laughs> we'll just keep that as a continuity. Uh, yeah. No no Mark Hamill, though, huh? 
Yeah. That was um, kind of sad. Curious about that one, but who else was in it? Uh, there's some like Cheech and Chong were in it. Yeah. The, the, um, the method man and red man part. was Yeah. Really fantastic. That was awesome. Yep. Um, talking about fatherhood, <laughs> a lesson on fatherhood from method man and red man. <laughs> I mean, who better? Yeah. Who, who better? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was great. It was great seeing Brody again, being back yep. in the mall. Yep. Um, there, there was a lot of things like when it first started, I, I was really hesitant and then I got into it and I was like, it's so, it's like an old glove. Like, it's just so nice to be in back in this universe. It fits so well and mm-hmm. it just works. So I'm down to keep this going and I, I, I did enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a fan of all that stuff, definitely check it out. Um, we just could jump into the comic news, I guess. With that. Comics. What, what everybody's here for. Um, all right, so <laughs> more zombies. Marvel announces Marvel Zombies Resurrection, a four-issue miniseries, is coming in April. Oh, boy. This will follow the events of the one-shot Marvel Zombies Resurrected, have the same creative team, Philip Kennedy Johnson, artist Leonard Kirk. Leonard Kirk. Um, more zombies. They're, it seems like they're giving it to you in doses, though. You know, they're not like, this is an ongoing. They're like, here's a few. Here's a few more. Yeah, uh, it's it's going the same way the original Marvel Zombies went, where it started with uh, Kirkman doing the one-shot Dead Days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of, there were hints of it in the Ultimate Universe, and then went into its own series from there. So i'm down i really like that one shot i thought it was cool it was interesting it was something it was a little bit different from what kirkman did back when um so i it's definitely gonna be a checkout for me yeah um chris likes his zombies and i like my marvel yeah um werewolf by night is back from co-writers taboo from the black eyed peas and back ben jackendoff and that is a real name that's a real name, Jackendoff. That is his actual name. No, <sighs> I thought Taboo was weird. Well, no other details are given, but seeing as this is the series Moon Knight first appeared in, it's safe to assume it will come out near the Moon Knight Disney Plus series. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's probably going to be the, one of the characters. Yeah, I think they said uh, Werewolf by Night is going to be in the series as well. Hmm. We'll see. Um, Werewolf by Night does nothing for me. Um, I'll have to see more more talk about it. If this is going to be how they're going to do Moon Knight moving forward, I might check it out. But if this is just a, a werewolf book, then I'll probably skip. Yeah. I'm just... Werewolves, vampires, I don't know. It's not for me. Yeah, I, werewolves are even... like My list of like horror goes like zombies, you can get me pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Vampires, you have to have a good premise. Mm-hmm. Werewolves, it's, it, it's gonna be real tough to get me in there. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, strange. The, the 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 one like werewolf thing that I like actually enjoy is like when Captain America turns into a werewolf, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. I mean, that he's still wearing the costume, so yeah, that's so, pretty awesome. And I, it's very strange to me that Taboo is writing this. I mean, is he written yeah. stuff before? Well, it's from the Black Eyed Peas, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had 
listen, that's the uh, black. I'm just saying the black eyed peas are not really doing much now. And with that, that uh, slam dunk is the end of this episode. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there goes all our listeners. Um, no, I mean, Black Eyed Peas really isn't relevant right now. Uh, maybe the early 2000s, but I don't know. I mean, I, I remember his name coming up before that it was like, oh, wow, the Black Eyed Peas guy is writing books now. Um, but I don't think I've ever read anything, so. I mean, hey, that guy from My Chemical Romance wrote a few, and they were pretty good. Yeah, Gerard Way, and he's got a TV show. So, hey, who knows? Um, I mean, writing, you got to have experience with writing if you wrote songs. I'm assuming he wrote some stuff with Black Eyed Peas. Um, yeah. But, like, the song that comes to mind is, like, I Got a Feeling, and it's, like, that song, I mean, it's, like, it doesn't really speak to me, you know? I wouldn't want that song in a comic book. It's kind of just, it's about, I don't know, there's, there's no depth to it. It's just like partying and drinking. And So what you're saying is the werewolf by night's going to be partying and drinking. If it is, then, uh, now I'd probably read it. If it's about <laughs> like an alcoholic werewolf that just parties too much, give me that book. I don't care about like werewolf in London. That's It's been done before, man. All right, I'll write that down. I'll write it for you. Thanks, buddy. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, if you haven't had enough Black Widow... <laughs> I think we announced like three new books last week, right? Four new books. We did. Here's a new ongoing coming in April from writer Kelly Thompson, along with artist Elena Casagrande. Um, Yeah, so there's an ongoing, plus those three other books about all the other characters in the movie. So there you go, four Black Widow books. Because that's what you need to do when you have a a very, you know, low-selling character (laughs) that you're going to write a book about is release four books at once. You get all the fans at once. It's great. yeah, sure. I don't see anything wrong. <laughs> I do like Kelly Thompson though. She's a quality writer. Imagine being someone that wanted a Black Widow book. I mean, there's people out there, right? But like, now you get four, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> look, this is crazy. I've been like there. A, yeah, like Modoc. Like if they're just like four new Modoc books, you'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, nothing's coming to mind right off the top of my head, but I know there's been moments in my life where I'm just like, oh, you know, actually, Dupe. When they were just like, they did four Dupe series right now. Oh, yeah, I'm just like, right. what the fuck? Is, I don't, I'm not going to argue with what's going on right now, <laughs> but okay. I'm going to buy them all. Yeah, that, that's actually a good example. I forgot when they did that. Um, yeah, so that's, that's happening in April. Um, Oni Press announces a new sci fi horror comic from Colin Bunn. Awesome with artist Annie McDonald called Rogue Planet. Ooh, I'm actually really excited for this. Rogue Planet is about a crew to set out to find a payload of riches on an uninhabitable uninhabitable planet with no star system and plenty of terrors. Dun, dun, dun. So awesome. down for this. Yep. Sci-fi horror, let's go. Um, and that's I mean, Colin Bunn. The man can write a book. It's going to be high-quality stuff. Let's go. Yeah, Andy McDonald, great artist as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So down. This was announced the other day, and I was just so happy when I saw it. Now this is crazy. Um, this is this is nuts. Garth Ennis, Derek Robertson will reunite with artist Russ Braun to bring back the boys with a limited series called Dear Becky. It's going to be a prequel story showing what happens to Butcher's wife prior to the boys. So it's probably going to talk about like the kind of like the show. I don't know. 
the uh, the one image we get uh, from the announcement was a character who definitely isn't the Flash with a crowbar in his mouth. Oh, so I I just wonder. I I've never read the boys. I've just seen the show. So th- take that for what it is. And I wonder, yeah, what they're going to go into with this. Um, that's a series that I really want to read. I actually own all of them digitally. I've just never got around to reading them. But you got to read them. Yeah, but it's cool that he's coming back to it. Both of them are coming back to it and doing something. Um, Garth wrote a whole thing about how he said he was never going to do another boys thing. That the story was done. Mm-hmm. But then with the show and the popularity, and he's just been thinking a lot about it, and he's probably got a mortgage to pay for. Um, he wanted to tell the story, so good for him. If it's a good story, I don't care what the reason is. But um, right, they're like, "Here's a check." Okay, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, and I mean it's dynamite. So, right, dynamite's probably like, yeah, whatever you want, because the only other thing we have is Red Sonia and James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sad but true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about what we read this week before we get to become two salty old men on their last wits. <laughs> Too late. Too late for me. <laughs> There's no coming back. Um, yeah, I had some had some comics this week. Let me just pull up my notes here that I wrote down. Pulling up my notes for the comics. All right, Batman eighty seven, continuing the story with James Tinian the fourth, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's your the art. I mean, Tony Tony S. Daniels' art is so wild, man. Like he draws like Penguin all maniacal, and it's almost like it's almost like Danny DeVito's Penguin, but like even creepier. Um, if you can imagine that. So it left off the last issue was like all these five major assassins showed up in Gotham, and then Batman captured them like way too easily. But come to find out, it's part of this bigger plan to reshape Gotham. Um, so these villains are locked locked away in the cybersecurity, uh, like super lockdown prison. And Harvey Bullock is the commissioner right now until they figure all that out because Commissioner Gordon's gone. Um, meanwhile, the Riddler is like gone pretty crazy. He's like hooked up into computers. He's all like he he took some drug to like make him super you know, super smart, super powered, but he's also like deformed. Now he's crazy. And he's like trying to call Penguin and warn him about like, Hey, there's this other villain coming to town. He's messing with our turf. You better, you better watch out. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then they like pan out and Penguin has already killed everyone that works for him. Like he's just sitting in his office and everyone's just laying there like stabbed to death. And he's just like, yeah, I'm already taking care of it. <laughs> like, just killed everyone, dude. Um, so Lo and behold, they, they dupe Batman and, and the villains get out of the cybersecurity prison. Like they break out. Oh, big surprise. Like they wanted, I mean, Deathstroke's part of the crew. So he's like, um, but as they're breaking out, Penguin shows up and is like, I'm not letting any of you out. Like you guys are trying to take over my city. So now it's almost like Batman and Penguin have a shared, you know, like, Right, I don't know, enemy, but they all they both are trying to like protect their turf of the city, pretty much. So like, Batman's not the only one trying to defend Gotham for whatever the hell they're trying to reshape it into. So it was pretty cool. Batman team up. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Bat and the bird, that would be great. Um, 
Yeah, Curse of the White Knight number six. Batman Curse of the White Knight. I read that. Oh, that's a good one. It was but indeed. Sean Murphy. Uh, we got a lot of a lot of lot of lot of history of Gotham. Um, and it keeps it keeps going. Oh, this was this was Wayne. This was not Wayne. This was Wayne. This is whoever. Um, so we find out that I mean, Batman gets like told like five different stories about the history of Gotham. He finds out that he's not actually a descendant of Wayne, of the Wayne family. He's like there was an imposter that was a Wayne, um, but he's he's a Wayne now, I guess. But uh, come to find out that uh, Azrael is the actual descendant of Wayne. Which is nutty. And then we get a whole conversation with, like, Batman goes to the church where Azrael came from. And, oh, Jason Blood's there. We get, like, this cool, like, little, oh, yeah. How do you know about all this? It's like, oh, I've been around for a while. And they show the demon in a mirror, which is, I love, I love the demon, Entragon. Like, I wish, I wish we get more of him. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's tough to write him into stuff. Uh, yeah, they brought him into a corner when he had to, like, rhyme or whatever. It yeah, was. right. They always made him rhyme. And I was like, oh, man. Um, but anyways, the, you know, that, that being said, Joker breaks out, of course. Um, and after, after Harley and Batman go to visit him in Arkham, uh, they break out. So like, and then he steals the twins, Harley's twins. So like Batman and Harley team up to go save the twins. Um, long story short, Joker slash Jack got in the head. Um, so he's kaput pretty much. Uh, they capture Azrael, um, and Batman finds out that he's not a Wayne. Yeah. Um, I was shocked to see this isn't the last issue. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where do you go from here? Uh, they all wake up and it was a bad dream. Probably. I don't know. No, but it, I mean, it's really interesting stuff. Uh, the art's amazing. It's a whole new twist on Gotham and Batman in general. Uh, Yeah. And I think uh, I think it was all interesting stuff. Yeah, know. it makes me feel like our thoughts on this uh, the sequel, the Beyond, the White Knight that he's working on might be true because right. if, if this all feels like reasons for him to no longer be Batman. Yeah, and uh, for someone else to take over as commissioner, obviously. So uh, yeah, the series is so good. It really is another series that's so good. Shazam number ten. Did you read that? No, I'm still catching up on Shazam, actually. Oh. Uh, fantastic cover, though. Yeah, really cover. great. Mm-hmm. Cover of the week. Mm-hmm. Great issue. Um, really unlocks some others. I mean, we talked about the reveal of the cover of issue 13 with Superboy Prime. Well, pretty crazy stuff's happening. Uh, King Kid is in, in the, as back on Earth, so like you know, there's a huge fight with the Shazam family and him trying to get him away. Um, I think that was his name, right? King Kid? Kid Kid King? Yeah. So they deal with that, and the wizard shows up and, like, takes him. He's like, yeah, don't worry, I'll get rid of him. And they're like, well, the the wizard's kind of an asshole. Like, we should go check and make sure that, you know, they're not going to mess with this guy. Um, Meanwhile, Dr. Savannah unlocks the Monsterlands. And we get into the Monsterlands, and it comes to find out the Monsterlands used to be, uh, they used to call them the Godlands, I think. Yeah. So the Godlands were created to like harness the power of the rock of eternity. And the gods were like, this is all the power. But they're like, we got to lock it away. It's going to be used for bad. So that that's what became the monster lands. Um, it's just an area that's like trapped with 
bad, bad people. Bad. That's why they call them monster lands. Um, we go by one of the cells in the monster lands and they go, oh, don't worry. Why is this cell smaller than all the others? Oh, that's, that's not really fit for this prison. He's not like everybody else. Don't worry about him. And it's Superboy prime and Superboy prime's pissed and he wants to get vengeance on Billy Batson. So this is where Superman prime, Superboy prime has been this whole time, uh, locked away in the monster lands, which is pretty awesome. Uh, pretty huge continuity wise that he's going to be coming back and especially in the Shazam book. So I think this is going to be coming ongoing and this is where our crisis might happen. Um, really interesting stuff. And then at the end of the issue, um, the wizard finds out that the, the badlands have been unlocked. He needs to stop that. And he actually goes back to Billy's house and he, and I don't know if he just zaps the powers away from Billy's dad or kills him, but at the end of the issue, like the this, the wizard comes back and like he like shocks Billy's dad, and his Billy's dad's just laying there. So I don't, and he's like, "You're not going to interrupt my plans again." So I don't know if he sees something that he doesn't like, and he has a reason for doing that. But um, really good issue, yeah. Um, Batman Superman number six. I did read that. Uh, pretty much just a wrap up of the infected stuff, right? With the the Joker infected, uh, just the repercussions of that. The Justice League doesn't really trust Batman, Superman, because they kind of did their own thing. They're like, yeah, we're just gonna, you know, all these friends and all these friends are infected, but we're not gonna tell our other friends because they might worry too much. Just kind of just like, okay, um, yeah. So they, what you go ahead. I was gonna say it's what I call a continuity issue, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh-huh. it's uh it's it's putting everything back into place. So like, we yeah. meet up with Wonder Woman. We see like Wonder Woman's been doing this with Justice League Dark. Um, we you know Batman and Superman meet up as Bruce and Clark, and Bruce even says like, "Why are you even hiding anymore? Aren't you? Haven't you revealed yourself?" Right. Yeah. Uh, and like stuff like that, and that just sets up the the next arc for it. Mm-hmm. The art in it is beautiful, though. Like really good art. Dave Marquez is on top of his game. And then they talk about um, how they they might start looking for friends within the multiverse because there's not only foes in the multiverse, the dark, dark multiverse. They might start looking. So that was pretty cool. Maybe they'll get like an adventure book now going forward. Yeah. Um, Wonder Twins number eleven. Good book. Good book. Uh, we see the whole Colonel Colonel eighty four Colonel eighty six eighty six eighty six the uh, the AI from the eighties taking over kind of like taking people off the internet, trying to revert them back. Um, so that, that was pretty interesting. We get, uh, 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 the calculator, I think, right. Is that his name? Comes back from the phantom zone with the wonder twins and they gets back to the house. He's like, you sold all my shit. Um, <laughs> so they have to go find the computer. Uh, and there's like a big T, you know, there's a, there's a big, uh, rush at the end with the wonder twins to like morph together and save the day. Uh, or at least, stop the computer from where it was. But, uh, and there was a lot of like political stuff underlying. Yeah. yeah a lot of really commentary about mob mentality, a lot of commentary about how, uh, news is headed by the feelings of whoever's on top and mm-hmm. it goes from top down and stuff like that, but yep. all handled pretty well. And, uh, it was just a fun issue. I mean, it's wonder twins. It's great. Yeah, um, and the whole, yeah, the mob mentality thing, and then like the the uh, targeted ads and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. 
then I had ba- my last book this week was Basket Basketful Heads number eight uh, or number eight number four by um, Joe Hill um, from Hill House Com- or yeah Hill House Comics imprint. Uh, you know, and we left off where um, the summer in the book is still looking for her boyfriend who is taken away. Um, she runs into a guy in, from the town that she's visiting, thinks that he's going to help her. He tries to kill her, so she chops off his head. So now she has a basket full of multiple heads, and here we go, roll credits. Um, <laughs> but she she goes to the police station, finds the chief's son, who's not a cop, but he's like, he's like, here, use this jail cell to change in, and we'll get you all set. And lo and behold, he locks her in the jail cell, and now he wants to know, like, where the money is that her boyfriend's been hiding. So we still don't know where her boyfriend is. Everybody in the town seems to be corrupt because she keeps running into people that say they're going to help her and she keeps trusting him. Uh, and it's like, oh, I got you. Oh, I got you. And she just keeps cutting off their heads. So I can't imagine she's not going to cut this guy's off. Um, and there's like, you know, when, they, when she cuts their heads off, they have like this realization that they're just a head. They're like, why can't I feel my arms and stuff? And, and she's like, shut up. I already had to deal with all this conversation from the other guy. Like, we've been there. We've already been through this dialogue with the other. Like, you're ahead now. That's it. And she, like, throws him the basket. <laughs> it's pretty great. And then she has, like, this whole, like, justification of, like, I'm not a murderer. I, I had to kill these guys. And they're like, well, why do you have to chop our heads off? And she's, like, having this whole, like, crisis about it. It's pretty good. Um, I really like the book. And I, I'm... I just want to see where it goes. I, so far, I've just been chopping heads off, which I, I guess that's kind of what they promise in the title. So I can't be too upset. Yeah, listen, when it's called Basket Full of Heads, you can't be mad when there's a basket full of heads. I, I can't. <laughs> Get what you pay for. Um, yeah, so that was, what did you have this week? Uh, so the ones I'll run through quick are uh, Web of Venom, Good Son. This was really just uh, all about Eddie's son and where he is and what he's doing during the events of Venom right now. Um, Just kind of showing that he has powers and he did something with a part of the Carnage symbiote, kept it and is trying to control it. Um, And then, you know, kind of what's going on with the the other symbiote that's like disguised as a cat right now. Um, It was kind of, once again, like a continuity issue where it was just kind of filling in the gaps of what's been going on while Eddie's, like, off on some island fighting Venom. Oh. Um, Ruins of Ravencroft, Dracula, number one. Um, this one's... So the whole team left after all those weird creatures attacked them and then grabbed more people, and so let's go back and fight them now. And uh, we get Iron Fist and oh. basically all the Defenders characters, so Luke Cage and so on. And they open the door, nothing's there. And that's when uh, Winter Soldier appears and starts to tell them, you know, talk to them about what happened. So that's when we flash back to the 40s when Cap and Bucky have to infiltrate this place and they discover that there's these weird, um, like, experiments going on. These creatures are being created. Mm. And this is all to lead us to a point where they've they flash forward to the, you know, a couple of years. The place has been rebuilt. They're ready to go. And they end up finding out that um, Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, has been is out. He's better, and he's donated a bunch of money so that he can be in charge of this new institute, which is going to lead us into the Ravencroft series moving forward. So, uh, good issue. I like this Ravencroft stuff, and I, I hope that the the series that follows this is is good. So. 
I, I remember, like last week you were kind of upset about the whole Ravencroft thing, like the the tie-in. But now you're a little. I don't like the numbering thing of it because mm-hmm. it's been Ruin of Ravencroft one. Uh, I forget who the first character was, but then it was Ruin of Ravencroft one Sabretooth, and now it's Ruin of Ravencroft one Dracula. It's just like just make it all a series, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was my whole my whole complaint there, and I guess there is going to be a mini series to follow this, and this is just setting it up. Oh, okay. I still don't like the naming uh, thing. Marvel does this a lot, and I just don't like it. Just make it a mini series, right? Um, but uh, yeah, the the book's been good. Uh, I think Frank Terry is uh, writing it, and I always enjoy his stuff. Cool. Uh, and then we got Atlantis Attacks number one. Um, good issue. I enjoyed it. It kind of got you caught up with what's going on. I didn't realize that it was going to be so specific to the agents of Atlas. Um, because I honestly, I didn't even read the solicits for it. I was just like, Hey, Atlantis tax. I like Atlantis tax, but it is a lot of, you know, Namor being a prick and running around trying to kill land people. Um, makes sense. So, I'll continue with it, even though I don't really care for the new uh, Agents of Atlas stuff that's been coming out, but I like my name more. Kind of like Throne of Atlantis, huh? Um, <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like that? Oh, okay, uh, my bad. A book I'm surprised you're not reading. Uh, Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen, number two. Oh, yeah. Um, this kind of follows the Batman-Superman uh, series. Oh, okay. So, this issue was... The Batman who laughs is trying to get like bring Lex in and trap him. And how he does is he does that and then he brings in his sinister sticks to attack him. And we see how Lex defeats every single one of them uh, one by one just using his mind. Just being uh. smarter than them. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it's a really cool series and it's it's literally just a rumble between the two. Like who's better? Um, I'm sure we'll have more implications than that, but I do really enjoy it. Um, Tinian, actually, I really enjoy the writing in this book. He's the writer for it. Um, it's one of the first times I can say I really enjoy the Tinian thing. Wow. And uh, Steve Epting's doing the art, and I love Epting's art. So I think it's worth checking out. Cool. Um, and then I'll end on Guardians of the Galaxy number one by Al Ewing. Um, this, we see like. The Guardians have kind of gone on vacation, <laughs> and they're like, you know, we've been through so much shit that we need to just rest and not be out fighting 24-7. And then a, uh, a threat appears, and hey, the Guardians are back. Um, but what I really liked about this is if we rewind like a year ago, there is a Avengers series that kind of reinterpreted the... Uh, um, the gods from like Zeus and all what I'm zoning on it, but Hercules and Zeus and all them mm-hmm. and made them kind of like Asgard where they're in space and they're a little more powerful and they have this floating uh, thing and it was kind of neat and I was really enjoying it. Um, and that's who the threat is in this one. We didn't find out that Zeus is going from planet to planet, just destroying people and ruining everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so the Guardians have to go and fight uh, those gods. And at the end, they end up finding that the these gods have Hercules trapped. Um, oh. And they don't know why. Uh, the funny part is, though, 
that if you read it, the Zeus and the other gods look like um, uh, the villains from Superman 2. Oh, yeah, they really do. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, but this is also setting up some of the stuff that's coming for Empire, because uh, we do get a lot of the Kree scroll stuff in this. Um, and Rocket's really good. I just There's so much going on in this book, and I really like it. Um, if you're not a Marvel guy, I don't know if it's a book worth reading, but if you're into the Marvel continuity and Marvel moving forward as a, a universe, I think this is going to be an important book moving forward. Cool. I just really enjoyed it. Awesome. So Mike, that's everything I had. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Fortress Ricker on Twitter. Where can they find you and or the show? They can find the show at FortressCommonNews.com. They can find me at Fortress Chris on Twitter. Remember, everybody, if you were listening to these voices, um, wait a week and then give us a five-star review because I've been awful this episode. Um, And then if you're watching us, uh, like, subscribe, and share uh, and all that stuff. uh, Any way to help us out is appreciated. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you all next week where hopefully my beard has grown back. I hope so.